You know how when we have a thing to do that's like there's a little bit of tension? It's like, I know I want to do this thing. It needs to be done. Maybe people are expecting me to do it. And yet I can't. There's some kind of a weird tension around it. And I just can't seem to do the thing. I wanted to take some time today to really explore that, like what that feels like as I as I experience it. Um, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but ugh, I think we need to talk about it some more. Come on. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Yeah. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. This week, I'm really wanting to see that if I can't explain what inaction looks like to me as I experience it, this, this thing where I have a thing to do that I know how to do, but I can't seem to get going on it. You know, we talk about paralysis where we're not able to get started on things. And for me, there used to be this real shame. There was a shamefulness to it. And that's like, I would feel like such a child, like what kind of a man needs help with this basic shit? I was having a conversation with somebody about ADHD, about the struggle, and they were asking me if it ever goes away. Does the struggle ever go away? Does it ever get easier? And maybe it does for some people. I don't want to rule that out. But the struggle has not gone away for me. And I feel like I'm pretty dialed in right now. Like I'm able to do a lot and I'm more cool with myself than I've ever been in my life. And I still struggle with this stuff. To me now, it's about I struggle, then I manage, and then I can, you know, get back to enjoying life as opposed to I struggle and I suck and this sucks and life sucks. You know, it's a little tweak in there. I don't know if you caught it. There's a little bit of (laughs) There's a little tweak in how I work things now. <laughs> so if I'm describing this paralysis, um, which still happens, and by the way, I'm I'm unmedicated uh, by choice right now. So I would say it's like being in this black void of space. Like there's no light. There's no gravity. There's no understanding where I'm supposed to be trying to go, what direction, and I don't know how to move to get started. I'm just kind of floating in space. I don't know how to get moving because there's no gravity. I can't see my way out of the darkness. It's too dark. So in the real world, it's like I'm still having thoughts. I I still have energy. I'm still able to do a number of things. It's a weird feeling, though, of I can't right now. Uh, Like it's for some reason, it's not an option right now. And that there's, it's like a strange tension whenever I think about the thing I want to be doing. And I'm going to say for an example, let's just say it's cleaning the garage. That was a major problem for me back when I was married and I actually had a garage. Uh, could not get started on it. Could not do that. The main things that go into this for me are tension, confusion, and this inability to see myself doing the thing. The tension is like this subtle ug to it. And that builds over time, but it just starts out as just like a, ugh, no, not right now. And then when the confusion hits, it's about like, where am I going to start? How do I start? And that feeds into the UG. Like, I don't know where to start. Ugh. It get, the UG gets a little bit bigger. That tension builds. And then it's about me being able to see myself doing the thing. That seems to be a criteria for me. Like, can I see myself doing this in my mind's eye? Because later, I can see myself doing it. I'll be more set up later. Right now, I'm not set up. But the issue that we all know with that is that later comes and we're it's never set up. We're never 
in the mood. And so it keeps getting pushed and then we start to spiral. And if you're me, you start to get really, really down about it. This is where people like myself have to be really cool with ourselves. Needing a workaround for life's basic bullshit feels remedial. It's not a defect. It's the way that I see it is that it's it's just a particular skill set that we maybe were never formally taught because we were taught in a normie world to do things in a normie way. No biggie. I don't fault them for it. It's, you know, God bless them. It's, that's just the way it worked out. I imagine if we taught the ADHD way to a room full of normies, they'd probably be like, I don't need all these boring ass extra steps. Okay. This doesn't work for me. What do you need me to do? I'll just do it. Oh my God, this class is frustrating. Yeah. But when it comes time for like the chaotic urgent circumstances class or the hyper-focus class where every kid is doing the thing that they're super interested in and they're learning through that and there's paint all over the walls. Oh my God. Good luck being a normie there. Or the parent of a normie, like, I don't understand how my kids are, how, how are they being graded? Everybody's doing something different. How are we standardizing this? This doesn't make any sense to my normal kid. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't. And, and we don't have to remember shit in the ADHD class because I can't remember a five-minute conversation while it's happening. So nobody in ADHD school has to sit on information for a week and then try to take a test on it a week later. Ugh. But if you'd like to see 12-year-old Tanya's sheet metal sculpture that she's learned how to weld on her own, uh, she's adopted some pretty phenomenal welding skills, and the uh, Museum of Los Angeles has commissioned her to make 12 pieces. So there's that. She gets an A. But can she remember historical dates and famous names and, and papers that were signed back in 500 years? Get out of the classroom, okay? That has no place in sheet metal welding. We do what we do. We do it a little different, all right? That's just, we got our way, and that's the way. Normies have a way, and okay, they won. The normie way, the social norms, they won, they got, they, they won a lot. And so we've got to figure out our way to do the world their way. And it can be tough at times. I'll be honest with you. It's a real fucking slog sometimes. Especially if we haven't done any skills training on the matter. <laughs> if we're just trying to wing it, you know, we're trying to we're trying to will ourselves to be different, force ourselves to give a shit about things, you know, negatively encourage ourselves, be like, come on, you fucking baby, do it. Just suck it up. You can do this. You know how to do this. Just do it. God, if you're like me, that man, that spiraled me into depression so fast. And I'm literally, this is coming from a guy, I've only been actively participating in the workarounds for about eight years. Uh, this, uh, oh God, every every moment of these historical times for me, it's like, oh, guess what? I'm a big giant turd yet again. Ugh. I always seem to be looking for ways to, like, I live in metaphors. I'm always looking for ways to try to explain this shit so that not only can we resonate with each other, but that we have a way to get it across to the loving normies of our lives who are frustrated, maybe a little confused. And I'll say, like, just knowing why doesn't excuse it. I'm not trying to excuse things where we go, like, I forget and I didn't do it and you have to love me anyway because I'm letting you down and that's okay. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm pretty sure if I make a promise to you and I break the promise to you or I forget about the promise to you, uh, you're allowed to be disappointed and frustrated. And I accept that 
and I'm happy to make amends and do right by that. The the new me is the person that would say, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I will feel bad genuinely, and then I will try to make it up to you. And that's the ADHD way. I have some ways around this, the paralysis, but I wanted to see if I could help the normies understand what it feels like at least, uh, to at least maybe put to bed the, you know, just do the goddamn thing, that idea. It's very easy to say things like, I have ADHD, so it's very hard for me to get started on things that I'm not excited about or, or that aren't fun. Okay, that's the textbook explanation, and it really does us a disservice because on paper, it looks really bad. It looks like we're really freaking lazy. You know what I mean? And then the 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 comeback to that is like, wow, Russ, well, wouldn't we all like to enjoy everything that we do in life? Okay, but that's not the real world. Okay, sometimes you have to suck it up. If I have to suck it up, you have to suck it up. Okay, life's not fair. Yes, I get it. So maybe trying to explain it in a different way might help. To know this the way that I do would be to do this exercise, okay? We're going to do an exercise. Please pause the Pause the podcast, and then when you're standing in front of a messy room, press play, and we'll begin the exercise. So stand outside of like a messy living room sometime when you have about 15 minutes that you can put towards this. Um, like 15 minutes that you could clean and play this scenario out, okay? So if you're, and if you're not going to play along, just please at least don't act like you get it. Uh, conceptually, we all get it. We all get everything. That's not the point. This is an experiential exercise. You got to do it to really and truly know it. Okay. So as you're looking at this messy living room, think to yourself, okay, I'm going to clean this room now. Maybe you'll start to see things that you can clean, things you can pick up. You know, it's a pretty easy chore. Okay. So you've probably got a, a couple of ideas on things that you could do to clean. Okay. Now get started on cleaning, but okay. The only caveat is that you're not allowed to step foot in the room. Clean the room, but don't step foot in the room. And go. You probably get the idea of it immediately, but sit in it for a bit. It's probably pretty confusing, right? Like, how how am I supposed to clean the freaking room? It might even make this seem like it's a stupid exercise. Yeah, that's how it feels. This is dumb. This is dumb and I can't do it right now. So maybe walk away. But don't. You're cleaning the room. You just can't go in the room. Really try to hold the intention of cleaning. Like, just so you know, you can clean the room. You fully can do that. The room is cleanable and you can do that. You're able to do it. And now is when you start. Just don't go in the room. What does that feel like? Does it feel like a bothersome at all or annoying? Like, you have all these good intentions you have this invisible barrier that makes no fucking sense. Let that really take some time to let that sink in because man, that it really freaking chokes me up when I sit in that for too long, because this is a fucking disability, man. And it's elusive and it's inconsistent. It'll happen for one thing one day and then it won't happen another day. This exercise would be fantastic if you held on to the intention for a while, like even throughout the day as you go about doing other things and then maybe you walk by and you're like, oh, I should be cleaning the room. Oh, that's right. I can't right now. I can't. I have to. Okay. I'll try to come back to this then. Maybe you get a creative thought. You're like, okay, screw you, Russ. You know what? I'm going to go to the garage. I'm going to make some big, long, grabby stick thing to reach into the room and grab things that need cleaning. Ha! 
I will beat you at your own game. Yeah, that's awesome. That's innovative and creative. Uh, perfect. That lines up perfectly. That's awesome. Go. Very cool. Go into the garage. Lose yourself for three hours making that thing. And then, you know, maybe you'll see the, the bicycle that you've forgotten about. And you're like, oh, you know what? When was the last time I went mountain biking? I should check the tire pressure on those tires and get lost in that cleaning up the bicycle. And that would be right on par, right on par with us. And as you're standing there or pacing or whatever you're doing, you're literally just waiting for me to say, okay, you can go in the room now. That would be the metaphor for the quote unquote being in the mood. When we talk about being in the mood, it's the invisible barrier is gone. That's the, that's the mood. It's like, oh my God, it's gone. I'm in the mood. I can do this. The point is that it, the point is that you're sitting in this impossible situation, this imposed boundary that makes no sense, knowing that at some point, at some point in the future, that barrier will be gone and you're just waiting for it to go away. And the longer you sit in that, the more profound the experience. It's maddening. It really is. So I encourage you <laughs> to really indulge yourself, really get inside that, you know, in that inner chaos. Have fun with it. Stir yourself up into a frenzy. You know, if you can get to a place where you're truly miserable and you think of yourself as a giant child idiot, you know, bonus points. Okay. You really went for it. And I'm, I'm proud of you. It's a very interesting thing, this ADHD. So let's talk about a fix for this, okay? Uh, a lot of us don't have access to medicine, so I'm going to be talking about the holistic approach, which I don't really love the word holistic, because to me that means like it's a berry that you eat, you know? You're just going to have to eat this berry for six months straight, and eventually it's because of its dopamine-enhancing properties. I'm like, oh, wow. It's got properties? How many properties? It's like five of them? Are they essential? What does a property look like? You're like, okay, so I eat this berry every day for six months, and then I feel a subtle change, and then what? And then I have to deal with the digestive disorder that I have now because I ate so much of a berry? Yeah. Now, that's not for me. For, for me, holistic means uh, we're doing a thing. We're actively participating in a doing activity. That's that kind of a thing. It's not anything that you ingest, not a pill, not a food. The way I view this is that uh, a lot of this is solved the moment that I get started. So in my experience, this stuff, once I've started, it's easier to keep going. So getting started really is the goal. Like the bigger goal, the big project or the big task that I'm working on, that's not the goal. Getting started, that is the goal. I personally have a very specific uh, system for getting started and it's insanely helpful to me. So I'm going to give you the specific way. And guys, this is not... Ma it's not magic. It's a, it's textbook. This is classic ADHD textbook fix-a-rooney type thing. I'm not inventing a thing, just so you know. And then you guys, after I give this to you, if you have a specific way that you handle this stuff, reach out. Let me know. I love hearing about this stuff. The first thing that I do is I eliminate any self-judgment from the process. I have to. Uh, my mental state and my emotional state requires that of me. I cannot speak highly enough about being cool with myself. This is, uh, this is imperative for me. I'm in service of getting started. So nothing is too remedial. Nothing is too basic or childlike. If getting started creates too much tension, I just won't start. So then it has to become about making this process as easy as possible. And I'm cool with that. The components that I need are a timeline. I need to know that there's an end to this. 
Otherwise, my time blind self will dramatically feel like this is going to be an eternity. And that prevents me from getting started. You know, I don't have that much time. I don't have forever to do this. So setting a timer for a specific amount of time eliminates the tension that's caused by that dramatic time blindness. And then I need a specific task. What am I doing specifically? If I don't know where to start, I won't start. If I'm cleaning my room, there's a tension in any kind of confusion of what I work on first. So picking the very first thing to do eliminates the tension that comes with the confusion. And then I need an easy point of entry, which I know I've talked about a number of times. This is where we get through the invisible barrier. This is the flicker of light in the black void. This is the nudge in zero gravity space that kind of like it gets you started. It starts the process moving forward. It's brain trickery at its finest. With a timer set with a specific task in mind, I eliminate concern about everything from my mind and I make the entire process about the easy point of entry. That's the game. The easy point of entry uh, to the job of cleaning the living room like let's say, and the, the specific task is, uh, I'm going to start with the coffee table. It's to pick up the coffee mug and take it to the kitchen. And that might be too much. That might actually be too much. No big fucking deal. Who cares? Okay. So maybe the easiest point of entry is touch the coffee mug. Maybe that's too big. Take one step towards the coffee mug. Yes, this is really fucking remedial, but I'm telling you. If you do that with the only intention that it's like literally the one step is all I have to do and then it's over and then I can quit doing that first little thing somehow for some reason propels you forward and then it just cracks you right out. It gets rid of that invisible barrier and you move forward. That's how it works for me. I don't guarantee that that's how it works for you, but that is exactly what works for me. This is such an easy hack that has a profound effect because of the small point of entry. That's how we push start the car. And I don't use this with every chore. I don't use it every day, all the time for everything. This is only in response to the invisible barrier. When I know I want to do a thing at a certain time, and when that time comes and I can't will myself, the tension is too high, that's my solution. This is how I, quote unquote, I'll just suck it up and do it, man, as the normies would say. The only other component missing from this would be accountability. Externalizing that in times when we just won't hold ourselves accountable, outsource that shit. Do that with your family, your friends, your coworkers. Um, you join the ADHD Big Brother Forum. That's what we do's in there. Somehow, some way, externalize your accountability. Actually, I want to tell you about this really quick before I go. This stuff, it doesn't go away. Um, or it hasn't for me. How about that? Uh, so there's a thread in the forum that's called the Skull Spaghetti Club, where we post in the morning the big shitty thing we want to do to get done that day. And it's an effort to have as many days in a row of doing the thing that we said we were going to do. This is ultra externalized accountability. I made badges in there just to make it more fun. Um, but I was over 100 days in a row, full on, highest Highest tier you could get, full on school spaghetti master. And, and goddamn, I better be because I'm the ADHD big brother, right? But I literally forgot. I forgot one day to do the thing, just forgot. Had to go all the way back down to day one. Oh my God, it crushed my soul. But the beauty of the accountability, and for this, for me, this particular accountability group is that you show up the next day. 
you vent, you beat yourself up as you do, and then you get the support and you post your day one again. It's an instant turning point decision. So often what we will do is we will screw up a big, a big thing and then we just are done. It's a declaration of failure and we run and we hide and we cower and we go, this isn't meant to be. I failed and I'm a loser and I suck. Externalizing your accountability gives you somebody else, like a hope surrogate, somebody that's going to be like, I support you. I believe in you. You can do this. Get back on that horse. Come on and ride, cowboy. And so that's the the ADHD Be a Brother form. I built that for that. It gives that to me. Um, so I built it for us. Um, the ability to keep moving forward, iterating, sharing, and positively holding each other accountable in a shame-free, forgiving way. That's ultra for me because we've all felt stupid about this shit and we don't want to ask for help because it's all basic. I'm a, you know, that this helps. The struggle, it doesn't go away for me, but we can fun it up at least as best we can, right? All righty, guys. I hope that's helpful. I hope the normies get it now. <laughs> if you do the exercise, tell me how it went. Uh, and if it was a big, dumpy, dumb, dumb exercise, let me know. Okay. I'm fine with critical feedback. Just, you know, kid gloves. All right. You know, start with a compliment. Be gentle about it. I do. I am a sensitive guy. I will tell you that about myself. All right, guys. uh, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you later. Later.